0: This is an AMI podcast. Hey everyone, fall has arrived, leaves are beginning to drop, it's time to get outside and breathe some fresh, cool fall air. Lily and I just got back from the Calabogie Hills where we did some four-wheeling, fishing and had a blast, literally. Come explore the Calabogie Hills with us and pick up some four-wheeling tips along the way. Come on, Lewis. One last paddle before we put the canoe away for the winter.
1: Getting schooled with Miss Lily. Hey, Lily. Hello.
0: Have you recovered from our four-wheeling blast of a time in the Calabogie
1: Hills? Oh, yeah. It was so much fun. Uh, It's really nice up there. Lots of trees, lots of lakes lots of turkeys
0: (laughs) and there are probably lots of deer and bear we just didn't see them
1: oh yeah and moose
0: and wolves coyotes yeah cool yeah surrounded by wildlife lily what was your favorite part of the weekend
1: okay i liked driving the boat yeah i'm good at that i liked uh the campfires yeah but i love the atving
0: The the ATV or the side by side? Which one? ATV. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, they're more exciting. Oh, come
1: on. I'm not a wimp. I'm on the (laughs) ATV.
0: I like the Jeep effect of the side by side.
1: You like driving in a car. No, four wheeling. Mm -hmm. Lily, maybe let our listeners
0: know where the Madawaska Township and Calabogie Hills are located.
1: Yeah, Mm. yeah. An hour west of Ottawa, Calabogie, as a four season destination, Uh, For people who love outdoors. Everything from (laughs) canoeing, fishing, ATVing, skiing, snowmobiling, or just uh, taking scenic drives along the shores of the regions. Like, there's a lot of lakes. Then up around the hills, peaks and valleys, too.
0: Yeah. Really nice.
1: Uh, What the Calabogie Hills are famous, though, is the extensive networks of trails, making it one of Ontario's top ATV destinations. The trails were built using a combination of abandoned rail lines and forest access roads. We
0: sure enjoyed our weekend at our friend's cottage on the shore of Centennial Lake. You know, that's one of five lakes on the lower Madawaska River. Four of those lakes are in the Calabogie Hills area. I think it goes Centennial Lake, Black Donald, Norcan, and Calabogie Lakes, all made with dams. Hey, Lily, Mm -hmm. what can you tell us about the Madawaska River?
1: Okay, uh, the Madawaska River originates in Algonquin Park and flows hundreds of kilometers until it reaches the Ottawa River. Uh, The Calabogie region includes 65 kilometers of the Madawaska River along with four large lakes. Within the Calabogie Hills, there are literally hundreds of smaller, more remote lakes accessible only by ATV or snowmobile.
0: Lily, where did the Madawaska get its name?
1: First Nation people have been traveling the Madawaska for more than 5,000 years. Settlers have been traveling the river for just over 200. What
0: a difference, eh?
1: Yeah, the Madawaska could have come from the Algonquin word Madueskak, which means land of the porcupine. Ah,
0: probably lots of those in there with all those pine trees. <laughs>
1: an- another possibility is an Algonquin nation that lived in the upper Ottawa Valley along the Madawaska River called the Matuescarini, or the People of the Shallows. Wow. Huh. By the early 1800s, the British Navy regarded Canada as a new source of lumber for its ships. The white pine that grew along the Madawaska could easily be floated downstream to the Ottawa River and then onto the St. Lawrence to be transported by boat to England. Forestry opened up the area to settlements and farming and even mining.
0: Wow. Hey, the community of Black Donald Mines. Why don't you tell the listeners the fate that sunk (laughs) that town?
1: The town of Black Donald Mines sprung up in the late 1800s when graphite was discovered in the area. Graphite is um, it's used for lead pencils, stove polish, metallic paints, and especially as a lubricant for heavy machinery. Hmm. By 1919, Black Donald had 77 buildings, including a refinery, warehouse, blacksmith, and machine shops, garage, three barns, and a granary, three sleeping houses for the single men, and 36 dwelling houses for families.
0: That's a town.
1: Yeah, it's a whole town. Yeah.
0: Time for the Bucket List.
2: Jason Cox, where are we? Uh We're at the start of the LeClaire Track in Renford County Forest here.
0: And we're up in the Calabogie
2: Hills. We are. How are they
0: defined, anyways, the Calabogie Hills? What makes the territory the Calabogie Hills?
2: It's a group of highlands that it uh, used to be mountaintops very hilly low valleys crisscrossed by roads put in by ontario power generation yeah they kind of came in years ago and just and geared the whole area towards hydro so there's many dams in the area they've flooded valleys to supply ottawa with power basically and, and in the process
0: made a whole bunch of great fishing
2: lakes oh, how yeah. many how many lakes are back in this area probably at least 30 40 lakes just within a, a 10 kilometer radius everyone
0: dreams and talks about these little hidden trout lakes back yeah. in the hills but no one knows how to get there no, and I understand no. you get a few emails every Not week on yeah. uh, plumbing the depths for your knowledge yeah
2: yeah I don't uh, I don't answer those anymore that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> The trails that we're going to be going on they're not really that accessible by car are they? No some of them are some of them aren't some of the trails are marked so that uh, jeep clubs it's pretty popular with jeep clubs in the area to uh, take some of these trails but a lot of these trails are just not wide enough for jeeps and uh, they're too rough and they kind of tear up the trail system when these big jeeps come through because they're just too heavy for the ground so.
0: So what are we riding in right now?
2: Right now we're in a Ranger 570 side by side. And Lily are following behind with uh, a Yamaha Kodiak 700. ATV, all-train vehicle. Yeah. Well, let's go
0: explore some more of the Calabogie Hills, my friend. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey. just about to head up the trail heading to Morrow Lake and it's quite a steep climb ahead. So we're just checking with the ATV behind us to make sure they're comfortable going up this steep grade. Four wheel low is the uh is the word. Oh they're right behind us, eh? Yeah yeah. Gogey Hills for nothing.
2: I don't know, but I'm not wearing a white shirt, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, hit the puddle
0: next time. She's wearing a white shirt. I don't know what she was thinking. Hey, i Is he going to be Dusty Brown when we finish this? I've been
1: fine until he's in, okay? <laughs> I'm
0: fine. we lost the other half of our party.
2: I hope (laughs) nothing happened to them. We'll wait. That machine's actually faster than this one. So this is only a 570cc Ranger. Yeah. And that's a 700 so there's a lot more power in that little unit than there is in this guy.
0: I think it comes down to driver proficiency. Yeah. (laughs) Here they come. All right, they're caught up. (laughs) Oh, Taylor? <laughs> that bang you just heard is my head hitting the roll bar
2: on my helmet, anyways. This used to be a bird sanctuary back in here. Okay. So they they, they had a major storm come through here when that tornado hit Ottawa, and uh, it ripped apart the bird sanctuary. So they never rebuilt it. Just they had lack funding. So. There's remnants of it left, but the, they used to have these big cages, 20 by 30 foot cages, and uh, they just they couldn't rebuild them after it got all torn up by the storm. This used to be one of the cages over here. You'll see it's all fenced, and they're about 15 feet high. Fenced over the top as well, I guess. They used to be, yeah, but that, that part's been ripped out. You can basically go from Stittsville all the way to Puttawalla on these trails.
0: On ATV trails? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then you can take the k oh, and trail, which runs through Palabogie and through Renfrew, and you can take it all the way down to Kingston. Jason, what are we up to? Uh, we've pulled over at the side here. We're just going to load some rounds in this 12 gauge Durya shotgun. Is that a pump action? A semi-auto? No, this is a semi-auto. So it'll
0: be a little softer on the recoil? Eh, I can't promise that. Do you want me to hold the apple?
2: <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's birdshot, so I don't know how, uh, stay, how successful that will be. <laughs> yeah, I will not come out of that looking so good. No, no, I don't think so. The apple will be turned to applesauce. <laughs> Who makes that shotgun? Uh, This is from Duria. They're a Turkish company. This is more like a tactical shotgun. It's uh, based off an AR platform, Mm -hmm. so they just converted it over to a 12 gauge.
0: So this is the kind of gun you you, you do the training with?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Jason teaches
2: advanced tactics for uh, RCMP. right, who's first? Me. You got to put it securely into your shoulder, lean forward a bit, and keep your mouth open. That way you don't get any Kind of concussion.
1: Okay, so I could get a concussion. <laughs> if
2: you are shooting all day long, then you might feel it. We can adjust the stock okay. to your length. Okay. This is your safety.
1: Okay. okay. Well,
2: oh. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pop this mag out. There's one in there. Okay. So when you're ready to fire, you just flip this down like that. Okay. And then
1: press the. That. And then pull the trigger. How mm-hmm. hard is that thing to pull?
2: Not hard. Okay. Not hard. It takes seven pounds of pressure feet shoulder width apart lean into it yeah lean into it so you want it the further you lean forward and the further you pull this the harder you pull this into your shoulder the less it's going to kick and hurt you okay if you hold it out like this it's going to hit you in the shoulder and you're going to have a bruise okay it's ready to go so if you want to adjust this or the that feel okay in your shoulder yeah okay so whenever you're ready your safety is on there okay Okay, it's my turn. All right. So this is your safety. Yeah. Okay. Trigger. You Trigger's here, stuff. yeah. It's loaded. Yeah. If you want to adjust the, the mm-hmm. shoulder stock. Where's the foregrip? This? Right there. That's yeah. the foregrip? You grab it wherever you feel yeah. comfortable. okay. And then the, which way do I move the safety? Down. It only goes down one way.
0: Okay, down. Yeah. Okay, it's down. There you go. All right. And rabbit it doesn't kick at all
2: semi autos are amazing yeah they can kick a little bit little bit it all depends on the weight of the gun too, yeah right? and that's got a bit of weight yeah so it, so it absorbs the uh, energy doesn't it yeah, the weight 100 plus there's a buffer a spring buffer in this yeah. stock too that, which helps absorb some of that energy. oh yeah very cool it's been a while since i shot a shotgun my friend that's <laughs> bringing back memories wow they scare a lot of people but as long as you practice yeah the safe measures
0: well thanks for teaching the kids that
2: yeah i appreciate it
0: you know i think it's important that people know what a gun is oh for sure because uh, there's enough of them around
2: oh yeah for so, sure. yeah you know you don't want to just be picking up and not know what the heck you're doing no gun safety is important for everybody to learn really yeah as soon as people know learn that it's not a toy it's a tool yeah then most people lose interest in them
0: <laughs> oh they're right behind us eh?
1: by side. This is easier than driving your car. It is, eh? Oh, yeah. You don't have to worry about hitting anything because right now we're in a clear path,
0: so it's fine. Lily, we're at Lake Moro. How how big is it?
1: A hundred yards across, I'd say.
0: What's the shape of the lake?
1: Like a, like a pear, I'd
0: okay. Say, I don't know. Skinny at one end, fat at the other. And what's around the uh, lake? Any signs of humans?
1: No, just forest.
0: Just forest. I don't hear anything. I don't hear any roads or any other signs of human.
1: Water's really clear. You can see pretty much directly to the bottom in the shallow parts.
0: And have you seen any fish?
1: Yeah, there are little trouts and bass swimming around the shallow parts.
0: Is that right? Yeah. They're
1: really little though. We saw a snake. There's a, there's a garter snake. It's gonna, coming for you, Dad.
0: Is it? How big is it?
1: It's an average garter snake.
0: What's an average garter snake? As long as your arm?
1: No, no, not as long as my arm. Like from my wrist to my uh, elbow.
0: Okay, so it's it's just a young one. So describe the colors.
1: It's black and yellow.
0: Diamond pattern? Stripes. It's not rattling, is it? N-
1: no, it's a garter snake. They don't rattle. <laughs> Are
0: you going to pick it up?
1: I have picked up a garter snake before.
0: <laughs> yeah. This one's a little bigger though, eh? It's not a baby.
1: He'll pee on me. I don't want him to pee on no, me. No, they smell. They smell so bad. Yeah. Oh, God.
0: They're the hunters of the forest.
1: Oh, I got bit. They don't hurt.
0: Outdoor tips and tech.
1: Six degrees on your left, one hundred twenty two meters. South, south, southeast, southeast.
0: So here we are back at the cottages on the shore of Centennial Lake. Jason, talk to me about the differences and the advantages and disadvantages of an ATV
2: versus a side-by-side. They both have their advantages and disadvantages. Side-by-side is, it's more geared towards work purpose. Uh, A lot of hunters use them, fishermen. You can put stuff in the back. They're easier to get in, in and out of. A little harder to transport because of their size. And then the ATV, uh, easier to go down narrow trails. Most ATVers like to say you're riding an ATV and you drive uh, side by side.
0: Side by side, we're sitting side by side. On the ATV, we'd be sitting like a motorcycle, one in front of the other. Yep. So one's like a little car, and the other one's like a motorcycle.
2: Yeah. An ATV is easier to transport. I can drive this thing up on ramps and just put it in the back of my truck. It's lighter. Uh, Of course, there's less room for people and to transport things, but, you can get it down narrow trails you can have a bit more fun on them they're a little easier to handle you can still put a two-up seat like this one on the back where people can sit behind and add a little extra room but uh, as far as space goes they don't have a lot of space. You've got
0: a rack on the front and you've got a special rack that you can either put a gun or your... Ice, ice auger. auger yeah. and then And then your ice shelter, your fold up ice shelter can go in front of that, all yep. in, all in front of the steering wheels. Yep. Size of the tires between the um,
2: side-by-side and the ATV, are they about the same size? These ones are... On the ATV? 18 inch on the ATV so, and the side-by-sides have 17. Guys put 22 inch tires on them, 30 inches. There's a ton of different tires in the, the market for these.
0: The guys. bigger tires would give you more advantage in terms of going through mud and streams? Yeah, and
2: you can buy all kinds of different tread patterns.
0: There's some adaptions you can put on these four-wheel ATVs for the winter as well. Talk to me about the, the track
2: system. Yeah, you can get a track system, uh, individual, individual tracks on all four wheels. Uh, they just bolt on in place, no extra equipment. And you can get a plow for these that just works with your winch. You can even buy a fully enclosed structure that will mount to the front and back and basically put doors on this thing if you wanted to. For cold winter days? Yeah, for cold winter days. Uh-huh. You can get heated grips, you can get heated floorboards, you can heated seats, you can put special lights on it, there's all kinds of stuff you can do with these. And you've got a winch on the front of yours? I do. Uh, and what, what's that for? For getting yourself unstuck, pulling logs out of the way. If you want to put a plow on it, it lifts and raises the plow. You were driving this on the road and you don't need a motorcycle license, do you? No, you don't. It has to be registered and you should have insurance, liability insurance. And on something like this, it's not too bad, it's only around $300 a year. For insurance? Sure. Yeah.
0: And you don't have to have a driver's license either, do you? You do have to be 16 years of age. 16, but on these country roads, because so many people own these ATVs in the countryside now yeah. that you don't need a, a driver's license to, to drive along the road because sometimes you have to go on the road to get to another set of trails. No, exactly. Uh, now what about the advantages of the side-by-side?
2: More room, easier to get in and out of. It's got a roof, it's got a windshield too so you, you don't get dust in your face. Yeah. Um, A lot of them have dump boxes so you can fill it up with sand, drive it wherever and then use that dump box. Easier to carry more passengers too.
0: Very comfortable. We were three of us sitting in that across the front it was very
2: comfortable. All all with seat belts. Yeah, for sure. And they drive just like a car.
0: The side by side, even though it's bigger in terms of footprint than the ATV, it had a slightly smaller engine but it didn't seem to matter. We've gone up even pretty steep hills.
2: It had enough power to, to do the job for sure.
0: We saw them going by today towing little aluminum boats on trailers yep. up into the highlands to go oh, fishing.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. there's guys that'll weld these racks on top and they can throw their aluminum boat on that and they mount their motor on the back of the, the side by side, bring that in with them and they're just totally mobile to hit these little trout lakes that we have up here. You bought an ATV.
0: Your dad bought a side-by-side. At what point would a snowmobile offer an advantage?
2: Uh, Now, come on. I own a snowmobile. Yeah. You better
0: be honest with me. (laughs) It's
2: it's just you can't use a snowmobile year-round. No. Where these you can can use in the summer, winter, more time on your toy, right? Yeah. That's what it is.
0: I think the only advantage of a snowmobile is that you can go
2: through a lot of deep snow with a snowmobile. Yeah, yeah, you can, but you slap a set of tracks on these guys, and you can go more places than a snowmobile can sometimes. Oh,
0: we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Is that a bet? Yeah, yeah. As soon as
2: I cough up the four thousand dollars for
0: a track system, then. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've had some fun on my snowmobile over the years, but oh, uh, sure. and more fun to come. Thanks, Jason, yeah. for uh, for doing this with us. Not a problem. Our weekend in the Calabogie Hills was a real mix of enjoying the quiet of being tucked in between the hills and valleys of the Calabogie Hills and a ton of fun four-wheeling and fishing in our fishing boat. If it sounds like a lot of fun, it was. It also sounded loud, which is also true. The weekend involved four different gas motors and hydroelectricity generated right there at the lake where we were staying to power and light our house and cook our food in the cottage. Gas motors are Machines that convert thousands of controlled explosives per minute into some sort of forward momentum. There's times when people power is the most appropriate way to get into the outdoors, there's no doubt about that. I'm thinking Algonquin Park for one. I don't think anyone wants to go to Algonquin Park and hear a chainsaw or a gas motor. Whether you're going by foot, canoe, tandem, mountain bike, or dog sled, the whole point is to be part of nature, not to be the main attraction by making a lot of noise. You know, sometimes you just want to fit into the landscape and soundscape and not be the person who's generating it. Over the past hundred years, we've developed all sorts of motorized tools to make life in rural, remote, northern parts of Canada more convenient. Inuit hunters drive snowmobiles. First Nations hunters drive ATVs, and their fishers use motorboats. In many parts of Canada, they even now allow people who use wheelchairs to hunt from ATVs. Now, most provinces also allow people who are blind to fish without a license. Hey, it's all about making exceptions to make sure people have equal opportunity. There is, though, a lot of motorized machines that we use in our outdoor pursuits. ATVs, snowmobile, generators, chainsaws, lawnmowers, the list goes on and on. And, you know, there's no doubt that these motorized machines make a much bigger footprint in the wilderness than someone who's just using good old muscle power. They introduce a lot of noise that nature probably gets used to, but probably doesn't like either. At the very least, these vehicles let animals know we're coming. Just ask anyone who's biked a mountain bike through a trail in the forest and how easy it is to sneak up on a black bear. But you know what? It's looking pretty certain that gas-powered machines are going to be replaced by electric-powered ones. Every manufacturer that produces these machines now is switching over. They're developing electric machines. Electric chainsaws, electric lawnmowers, hey, they're here now. In 1907, the first gas outboard motor was invented. There's now electric ones on the market. Snowmobiles were invented in 1922 in Quebec by Bombardier. Bombardier's hard at work making electric snowmobiles now. The ATV was invented in Toronto in 1961, and there's now electric ones in development. The jet ski was invented in 1971, and there's electric ones of those coming out soon. Everything that's currently powered with gas will soon be available in electric form. Not only will all these tools that people who live outside cities depend on will become virtually silent, they'll be a lot easier to maintain, and they'll experience far fewer breakdowns. There's just way fewer moving parts in electric-powered machines, and there's just no controlled explosions taking place inside their motors. Now, the question is, will people buy these electric-powered machines willingly? Will they be cheaper? Will they be easier to maintain? Will they be more reliable? Will that drive them to buy them? Or... Will it be necessary for governments or cottage associations or lake associations to pass some mandates to, to force people to make those changes? You know, there's already lakes all over Ontario, Quebec and across Canada that have banned gas-powered motorboats. So hang on, nature and nature lovers. Things are going to get a lot quieter. I want to thank Nazreen Abdel-Majid, Sam Robinson and Paula Denine. They're my technicians. The manager of AMI-audio is Andy Frank.